Describe Fear. We're your hosts, and this is Describe Fear. You're joining us today in 1996 <coughs> in Little Headbutt Studios. <coughs> mm-hmm. And with me is my host. Hello. Hi. Hello. Changing things up a little bit. I guess. I, I mean, you you didn't say that to me, so there's going to be a very long pause because I wasn't aware. But anyways, we're here today to talk to you about... Describe fear. today to talk about uh, another movie um from your house sorry just get it all out just get it out we only got 12 minutes describe fear Nineteen ninety six. Yes, we are in the year of nineteen ninety six. Best year of best film. year of film. Best year of film. Apparently, the best year of fear film, um, because we just keep tripping over these films. These films. These ninety six films. Nineteen eighty six again. Best year for film ever. So, like last week, we discussed the Chicago based. Thrill Ride, The Conspiracy of Fear. Yep. It was a, it was a, it was a movie. came out in 96. has the word fear in it. So we watched it. And it was pretty all right. Yeah. Now we're going back to Chicago mm. for this week's film. Can't get out. For this week's film, also based in Chicago, Primal Fear. Mm. Now, I've heard that, like, from some sources that this is going to, like, be, like, the big movie this year, you know? Uh-huh. But I don't know. I think fear has it in the back pocket. Definitely. Like, Primal Fear was pretty good. I mean, I didn't see it until just now. Yeah. But, I don't know. I It's still a great movie. Great movie for, for great movie for the year. Mm-hmm. Of Fear. Of Fear. Again, best year of film. Yeah, well, but, here's the thing is, Fear can just put that in the title, and everyone else is trying to catch up with them. Everyone else is trying to put Fear in their title. Exactly. Riding they just called the it Fear Coattails. Just Fear. It was yeah. nothing else. Fear. It was fear, just one word, fear. And everyone else is trying to get, you know, just jump on the bandwagon. Just yeah, all like hoping that they won't see fear and they'll see primal fear and they're like, oh, that's that fear movie. I think that I want to watch. And then you sit down and it's not. There's no Marky Mark. There's no Reese Witherspoon. There's no dog heads. Like it's just. It's not other people. mm -hmm. You know. So do you want to get into this movie? It are it is just other people. It is just other people. It's a movie about people. Yeah, this Edward Norton character, Eddie Norton. What is? It? I I don't know who he is. Apparently, it was this this guy's first movie. Okay. Um, Ted Morton, Ted Morton or something. Uh, yeah, I mean he's a good actor. Edward. I think he's gonna do well, but 
He's great. And he's I don't know o- who he is. He was okay. I mean, he's not, you know, obviously not Marky Mark. <laughs> but, like, um, uh, I wonder, though, I wonder if Marky Mark did uh, go up for this role. I could see it. Apparently, there were, like, 2,000 actors that auditioned for this role wow. that, uh, that Teddy Morton or Ed Norton got. Huh. I'm just kind of curious if there's maybe some overlap there between these two Fear movies. Yeah. You know, because, like, both came out in 96, so, like... You know, I'm not sure exactly when filming took place in both these. Probably in 95, one would think. Yeah, but, but last you never year. Know. But, you know, you never know. They could have wrapped up this year, 96. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Like, who's to say? I'm kind of curious if, like, Marky Mark's name was in, like, the shortlist of, like, that two, those 2,000 actors that I'm maybe sure would was. play. I mean, and Edward Norton, God bless him, new on the scene, yeah. uh, the, the, the movie scene, the mm-hmm. Hollywood scene. Uh, again, he did okay. Yeah. You know. I, who's to say? Yeah. But who I really had issue with in this movie is Richard Gere. Who? Uh, exactly. You know, he just didn't sparkle for me. He uh, felt kind of flat. And he started out the movie trying to do a Chicago accent. And it just it was, it just didn't work. Like, he's too posh. Uh, to try to smudge on that mustard-flavored Chicago accent. That Midwest just... It's not a draw. Well, it's not just a Midwest. There's a Chicago... It's the Chicago inflection. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think... It's all like, hello, I'm a little Chicago boy. Right? No. I don't think that's how that goes. But honestly, if... Well, here we go down, down to Chicago. Yeah, right? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think if Richard Gere were to ever try to do a an adaptation of the play Chicago, the musical Chicago, if he ever tried to do that in his career, I think he would have better luck shining on a Chicago accent for that than mm, what he did for this movie. I don't see that happening. He's this is probably his last role, I imagine. Probably, I mean, really, just like pretty... overshadowed by this newcomer, yeah. this Teddy Morton guy. Yeah, I was looking into this movie a bit more because, as big Fear fans, yeah, you know, Primal Fear fans, I thought maybe we had some something in common. Where you know, you get your info from my info, yeah, books, magazines. They're writing books sources. about this already. The magazines are out in the books. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The trades. The trades, the trade papers, the yeah. Hollywood books, the Hollywood books, the dailies, the, the Hollywood books, the dailies are, are video, I think, typically. Well, I think that's when you're actually making the movie. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. But speaking of making a movie, also, far as I've, I've, I'm told, the director of this movie, first film, also, Primal huh. Fear, first movie. First for everyone. His name is uh, Gregory Hoblet, Hoblet. Which is, we all know, is a hobgoblin's clit. Mm-hmm. And this was his directorial debut, Primal hmm. Fear. Well, good on him. See, I feel like we're kind of shit-talking this movie a lot. I, there are some fine points in it. There are, like, I like Frances McDormand. I like Laura Linney. I like this Teddy McMorton. Uh, I like Fraser's dad in it. Yeah, Fraser's dad is good, and he's a good old As Chicago boy. Shaughnessy. Yeah, Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy, John Shaughnessy, um, this Alfred Alfred Woodard Woodard uh, actress, uh, she played the judge 
Judge, oh, yeah. Judge Shote, I believe. Yeah, she's great. Um, apparently, this role, mm -hmm. <laughs> get this, that role that she was amazing in, actually uh, was written with a 60-year-old white male in mind for that role. Because huh. you need more, uh, you know, white people in this film. Sure. Still, though, yeah, it still was more diverse than, I guess, Fear was. Yeah. But that's not Fear's fault. It's set in Seattle, and what do you want from Washington State? I guess. I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. They had a, shooting their surroundings. This had a diverse cast, and it was, it was, it was, it was well, good. Well, as it should, it's in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, one thing I did learn from this movie is that uh, I didn't realize in Illinois in 1996 that we have the death penalty. Were you aware of that? We have the death penalty in this year? Yeah. Oh, 1996. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. Because that comes Do we? up in the movie. Yeah, but it's yeah, also a movie. I looked it up in a book. Oh, yeah, which book? At the library. Oh, the, the library book. The death penalty in Illinois book. Oh, yeah. By Shushan. What's this Dewey Decimal number? Um, Go on. Yeah, so I guess, uh, but we didn't have it from 1974 to 1977. 74 to 77? Mm -hmm. So then 77. In 77 it was reinstated. So only from 74 to 77, no, no, no death, penalty death penalty in, in Illinois? Mm -hmm. And who, and why did they bring it back? Mm -hmm. mm. I didn't look that far. I do have issue with the opening line, which is, you know, um, said by Richard Gere. So I have issue with his whole character. But um, the opening line is, he says, because he's giving an interview to a journalist, he is a, we didn't really describe the movie, he's a high power defensive lawyer, defense lawyer. He used to be a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Well, as this movie just came out this year. Yeah. We don't want to, like, give it away, I guess. I'm not. Now, like, if it had, like, come out, like, you know, like, more than 20 years ago or something, it would matter. We could just, like, spoil it for everyone. Well, I guess no, I'm just give a setting fuck. up who his character is. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, not giving anything No, I'm away. just, like, letting the, the audience know. Yeah. I'm not spoiling The radio anything. audience. Yeah. But the opening line he says is, and he says that he, it was at his law school that they talked about this. Um, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. And I have issue with that because that is actually a very popular saying within journalism schools and within journalists and was actually made popular by City News Bureau of Chicago. So, you know, being a journalist, I have issue with that. Oh, you are a journalist. Yeah. Explain your issue with it a little more so, I suppose. He's attributing it to the wrong profession. And this bothers you as a journalist. Yes. As far as, like, your integrity goes? Sure. Well, what about your notes over there? You got lots of notes. So this Aaron character, this is Eddie Norton's character, mm -hmm. this Aaron guy. Who was put on trial for, put allegedly, that's the, that's the word of the movie, allegedly. Yeah. It comes up in a lot of funny hijinks. Allegedly kills a, a cardinal. Bishop. A bishop, maybe. Yeah. A man of the cloth. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Richard Gere, Marty, Martin, mm -hmm. believes he is maybe innocent, mm -hmm. goes from there. Um, I got this really weird feeling about this character of Aaron, though. I, I really kind of am curious where he'll end up in a, maybe, like, 
I don't know, a few years. Yeah. Like three years. Yeah. Like, where will he be in, like, 1999? I don't know. Maybe they'll make a sequel. Like, it'd be, like, really weird if he's just, like, he, like, moves to New York instead of Chicago, and, like, then he, like, uses his whole other, like, entire slew of fake names in order to, like, I don't know, like, cure his chronic insomnia and just, like, blow up some stuff or something. I don't know. It'd be huh. interesting. Is there soap involved? There's probably a lot of soap. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm going to say, this is a, this is a, this is a good movie. Um, Conspiracy of Fear, I thought was a pretty darn good movie. This is a good movie. So out of like, you know, five fears, how many would you give this? Two. Two? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Two fears. It's not because it's no fear. No, it's no fear. I was going to say three. Whatever. So I guess we're within range of one another. Um, Who do you like better, Aaron or David McCall? David McCall. Yeah. He's just a better villain. Is Aaron a villain? I guess not. I guess he's a better... I guess his... Aaron is a villain. Well, David McCall's... (laughs) Uh, Is Aaron at all? I don't know. Is David... David, yes. David is a villain. David is, is. And he's not afraid to be one. Oh, no. And his, his psychosis is just a little bit more interesting. Like, his break is just, like, really crisp. Who do you think wore a prison uniform better? Oh, Marky Mark. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Edward was definitely wearing, like, clearly an extra large uniform throughout the whole movie. He's not And so, like... I just feel like he must be pretty big to like have to wear an XL uh, uniform the whole sh- whole movie. Yeah, I don't know what costuming was doing there, and they they there's good uh, continuity with it. No, he wears different prison suit. Like he yeah. wears different. But they all say XL on it. Yeah, they all say XL, which but one I don't looks understand. very small. Yeah, one is like <laughs> sticking to his frame, like not mm-hmm. hanging off him. In the beginning, I was like, oh, they ran out, but like no. And do you know that the exterior shots they shot for this are actually at the Chicago um, jail, at the Cook County Correctional Facility? Oh. If you're interested in that stuff, which no one will probably ever be interested in that type of stuff. Like, there'll never be, like, fanfare and, you know, people who obsess over crimes and criminals and true crime and stuff. I don't ever see that taking off, but... Certainly no sort of anything... No books, radio shows, anything like that. Yeah, no. cross stitch. I mean, there was this movie we watched that was about crime, but like, you know, it's a movie. Yeah. It's all fake. It all belongs in Hollywood. Well, um, yeah, so we kind of like this movie. Maybe that's why we're not coming off very enthusiastic, but we kind of liked it. And we're glad it'll be in the canon of movies you have to watch from 1996. Um was there anything else you wanted to add? It's bloodier than fear, perhaps. Yeah, there's more blood. They had more of a blood budget. Yeah, more of a blood budget. Um, no decapitated animals. No decapitated animals, though. There are decapitated fingers. You do get you do get uh, the C word, though. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's at the very end. Yeah. Nice little treat. 
the nice very tasty end. Treat for the end. During the part when it makes everything make sense for the movie. Pipes are bursting again, John. Do you know he was a like a butcher boy? That's what they kept referring like to a few him times. As. Yeah, butcher boy. And then there was a sign that said butcher the boy outside the the courthouse. Which you could smoke in, maybe? No. No. So no not, Lini, not, not anymore. Not Laura Linney's character is the prosecutor. Sorry, we're not really being linear with this. Laura Linney's character is a prosecutor. I'm not sorry. This is 1986. Yeah, we don't have to be linear. Linear schminier. We're fluid. And she smokes wherever she wants. Well, she tries to. That's for sure. She tries to. And she smokes, like, as she's leaving the courtroom. And, um... Yeah, I just want to tell her, like, girl, like, you're setting yourself up for some nasty skin. She has to die of lung cancer in, like, two years mm. from how much she smokes. Vin Venable? Janet Venable. Yeah, I don't like that character name. I love that character name. Venable? Venable. Um, I, I know when we were watching it, you were really curious about something. Uh, towards the beginning of the movie, when Joey Pinero gives Marty a CD, mm -hmm. and he says, oh, like that song you liked is yeah. number four, or track four or whatever, mm -hmm. on the CD, and hands him a CD. Uh, the CD, I found out for it was for you. I rewound the VHS and paused it. Oh, cool. After you um, left the studio. Yeah. And so I could tell you what it is. Um, it's someone named uh, uh, Dulce Pontes. Which I don't know if I'm saying that right, and that's fine. Um, song is called Concado More. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. And then, oddly enough, the song that they reference is in the movie. Oh, there you go. Yes. Huh. All right. Now, this would all be fine and good. Right. And, like, the movie was good, like we mentioned. We liked it. It was conspired, compared to Conspiracy of Fear. As far as fear movies go, maybe it was a little, a little better, a little more budget, perhaps. Well, not made for video, also. It was shinier. It was a Hollywood movie. Yeah. But I think we could do it, keep it the same, but just redo the whole score, maybe. Maybe. Just by Bush. It's all Bush. Oh. Yeah, I'd make it more timely. I'd make it super timely of now. Of now. Yep. Yep. Wham bam, I'm a doorman, and we've been with you from Describe Fear. Did I do that right? Describe Fear. Host. Okay, it's been 20 minutes, so we can stop recording.